Hawkeye fans, welcome to another edition of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. We're coming in hot, fresh off a win against Indiana, who just beat Michigan State. I'm with Luke Myers and Austin Myers. How are we doing tonight, boys? We're rocking. We're rocking. It's late, but you mentioned Hawkeye's coming off a huge road win against Bloomington, or in Bloomington, so I'm, I'm glad we're doing it right now. Yeah, every night the Hawkeyes win on is a good night. I don't got class or work tomorrow. It's 10.39 p.m. I'm drinking a fresh bush light, cold as ever. Can't complain. Life is good. It was quite the up-and-down game, wasn't it? First half, we come out firing up, what, 9 nothing. give up a 10-point run, and then score a bunch more in a row. It's just, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a roller coaster there for a little bit in the first half, but then the Hawkeyes stretched it up to, like, I think it was a 10-point lead, and Wieskamp was really hitting everything in sight in that first half. Uh Cook had a very good, very good, quiet night, and uh, he really showed in that first half. I think he had well over 10 rebounds, and his physicality was unmatched by anybody on Indiana. Granted, Indiana was getting some bullshit calls like every blue blood in the Big Ten does. but Yeah, the refs were calling a lot of real soft fouls tonight, I thought. It did, it did seem like every time a shot went up and it didn't go in that Cook was grabbing the rebound. I said that's awesome at one point in the second half, like, he has to have, like, 15 rebounds by this point, doesn't he? It just seemed yeah. like everything was... He, he was big on the boards. Yeah. Question, real quick here. Yeah. Fresh off the game, who's your MVP of the game? Uh, Let's hear you first, it's, Luke. It's got to be Jordan Bohannon. I don't really think... I mean, you could argue that Wieskamp and then Cook, which, I mean, Cook had a very, very good night, but Wieskamp is just like... I cannot remember a game since he's been at Iowa where in a late-game situation he misses those shots. I th- he hit two huge fucking threes. Bohannon. Yeah, Bohannon. Bohannon did tonight. One from the corner and then one on a, like a fadeaway five feet beyond yeah. the three-point line. Probably not the best shot, but love to see it. He, there was only like three seconds left in the shot clock. It was an absolute fucking dagger. So you're saying? Yeah, it, it can't be anybody but Bohannon. I think he finished with like 24 or 25 points tonight. And then obviously, like you alluded to, even at the end of the first half, he had two big threes that kind of stretched the lead. Then at the end of the game, uh, he was the one that hit those two huge threes for us, and then also he was knocking down free throws to prevent any type of Indiana comeback attempt. I honestly don't know how he fits his balls into his pants. Because seriously, have, well, the kid has stones. Yeah. I don't like. He's he's had kind of a quiet season, but the shots he's made for us have been huge, mm-hmm. particularly tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the team travels with a wheelbarrow specifically for Bohannon's nuts. So that way they're not like dragging on anything when he walks out of stadiums. But yeah. Like, so we're so we're, go ahead, Luke. Like seriously, like you think? So his freshman year, there was the Maryland game where he hit the eight three pointers against a ranked team on the road. He beat Wisconsin that year at the buzzer. He uh uh beat or forced overtime against Michigan State last year in the big or Michigan in the Big Ten tournament with a deep three versus Penn State earlier this year. This game, he just. Time after time, he never disappoints when you need him to make a 30-foot three. He seems to be one of those guys that always steps up to the moment. When you need a big three, he's the guy to go to. So we're with the trifecta there on Bohannon being the MVP for all of us. Oh, yeah. First half, yeah, I, w- I would say Wieskamp. He just yeah, came he was, out. He was four he for was, four on threes. That was vital in the first half that he came out firing like that. Four for four from three initially. And Cook had an amazing first half, I thought. Yeah. You know, Iowa, like, what, from – maybe like the five-minute mark of the game. I'm not sure that we trailed at any point. 
it, at least it was it was pretty early in the first half, which was the last time that we trailed. Mm-hmm. But I always like I, this game kind of just had like the feeling the entire time where I was like, if Indiana gets the lead back, like I didn't see us winning. And that's a compliment to us for like keeping the lead and not letting them gain momentum. Assembly Hall is like a top five, like most difficult location to play in basketball, and for the most part, we were really able to keep their fans like out of like out of the game every time that they were starting to get some momentum going for them. We'd hit a couple big threes or play some good defense for a couple possessions, and that was awesome. And then, like especially Luca Garza, who's been by far and away Iowa's best player for like the five games up until tonight. He played like seven minutes total because he got he fell out in like very short order. So the fact that the person on our team hardly played at all tonight, and we still led for almost the entire game, uh, goes to show that like this Iowa team can be legit. But Cook didn't even like really. I, I don't know how to explain it. He could be he could have had a 30-point night easy if he would just have a little more touch around the rim. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's an exceptional yeah. player, but like he has a, a lot of shots that just come up like a little too strong or he needs to learn how to use the glass a little more, but he had a great night and not knocking That's him true. at all. There was, there was there was there was especially one time where he tried like a left-handed hook from like it was almost, almost at the three-point line. He that that is not a good shot at any point in the game. Yeah. But he did hit a big jumper late. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That was huge. That was big time because that's not usually his game. But that was yeah, like minute and a half left or something. We really needed a basket, and he turned around and knocked that down. And yeah. the thing about this Iowa team is the contributors the contributors are endless. Any given night, it could be Cook, Bohannon, Moss, Wieskamp, Garza as your leading scorer, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And can, picture a night where all of those guys are on. Yeah, that's it. I would say that, like, this Iowa team, like, there's not, like, when Peter Jock was playing, like, yes, Peter Jock was the scorer. When we had Aaron White, it was him. When we had uh, Marble, it was him. But this team, we score, we average, like, 81 and a half points a game, and there's, like, not one person that you're like, this person has to have a big night for us to win. The scoring kind of comes effortlessly from everybody, so... Like, no single person has to take over the game every single time. Uh, All right. So, Hawkeyes come away with a big road win in Bloomington. Another, I think, was like a quad one win. The Indiana team's still on the bubble, but they're going to need to do some serious work from here on out. But we'll touch on the Michigan game here because number five Michigan got curb stomped in Carver here last Friday night. Joey and I, after the game last Friday, touched on it a little bit. And uh, put together a quick podcast, which you can check it out on iTunes or Podcast One. They're both up there. But, uh, yeah, you guys want to touch on it a little more here? I guess I'll say uh, a couple of questions I have. Is Garza uh, a fucking stud or what? Because that game was huge for him. Is Creener a key player for the Hawks down the stretch? And was Carver back? Okay. Uh, Start with Garza. Yes, I'll start with Garza and move down the line. Yes. Garza is becoming a fucking big-time player for Iowa. Uh, His style of play is not the most exciting, and it's certainly not the most flashy, but he fucking gets his stuff done. He's post-move magic. He fucking turn around, jump hooks, fucking step-throughs. Name the post-move. He's got it. I mean, 
I think, like, up until tonight when he fouled out and only had four points, but we didn't need to have him tonight, he's been the best player on the team, averaging 21-something points a game. He's He brings, like, a type of toughness and, like, hustle that he's, like, the prototypical, like, Iowa type guy in that situ like in that sense where like he's not the most talented player out on the floor, but he's the most hardworking, and that's how like he gets his points, and that's what like yeah he's been phenomenal so far this year. The way Garza is playing right now, the best thing I can think of is that he's he's playing like he's two or three inches taller than he was at the beginning of Big Ten play. At the beginning of Big Ten play, I was super down on him because he would just beat up against the non conference opponents, and then at the, Against the Big Ten opponents, he wouldn't. He would kind of disappear. But now he is like banging down there, and he is making everything. He's putting. It's just. It's just ridiculous how much he has grown in one like half of a season, basically. He's yeah. playing a lot more uh, coordinated too. Yeah. Like, he put the Illinois player in the spin cycle a few weekends ago, or maybe that was the Michigan player. I don't remember. But like earlier in the year, he would have kind of lost control of himself because he would be expecting contact and he would fumble the ball away but yeah no he's playing like an absolute stud here recently uh so next question was is i guess we can change it to anybody is how, how valuable is our bench because our bench has been huge in these games where bohannon and cook have struggled hands down the two biggest people on our bench are creener and bear and they both have their nights there'll be nights when bear goes four or five from three and it just doesn't seem like anything is going to phase him. And the, the same thing for Creener, except not so much from three. Creener can make the three, but <laughs> he missed a couple pretty bad he, tonight. Tonight though. was not his night. No, but there will be there will be nights when Creener puts up fifteen and ten, as we saw the other night, and you just don't know when it's coming from him. And anytime we can get that contribution from a guy off the bench, it's huge. Yeah. So I think Creener and Bear are both massive parts of our team coming off the bench. Yeah, under McCaffrey. Like, Iowa's M.O. has always been, well, their depth, like, not so much this year, but in the past it's always been, oh, Iowa's a team that can run 10 or 11 deep. But this year, Fran has really cut down his rotation. It's more of eight or nine guys, and I think that's helped this Iowa team a lot because you get, like, players get their minutes, like, consistently, and it helps them build. And then, like, you have your guys, so, like Joey just said, so you have Creener and Bear, Either one of them can come in on any given night and give you, like, 12 or 15 points. And then you have McCaffrey, who's a huge addition to this Iowa team this year because we have an actual backup point guard who can handle the ball when Bohannon isn't in. And then Daly. Shout out, Macy. Yeah. So, obviously, we know uh, Dolphin had those comments earlier in the year, and Iowa fans in general haven't been the highest on him. And I'm not saying that he's a great player, but, like, he's played a lot of very good defensive minutes for this team this year. I mean, Daly, he's, n like, obviously, as we've seen, he's not going to be a big-time scorer for us. But, like, he comes in and contributes a lot on defense. And I know it's just small sample size, but Iowa defensively, their last couple games, has played pretty good. So if we can keep playing as good defensively as we have the last two games, as well as continue to score like we have been, which with this Iowa team shouldn't be a problem. Look out the Big Ten and the rest of college basketball. This Iowa team can be very dangerous come tournament time. I'm going to say something that's going to sound like pretty, I mean, when I first say it, you might think, wow, that guy's a fucking moron. But, uh... I would never. Yeah, but... I only think those things to myself. I don't say them out loud. Really, this year, we haven't had a night where Cook and Bohannon have played well along with the bench, but... 
if they are, if we catch the right games, right amount of games where they're Cook and Bohannon are playing well and the bench is playing well, we're gonna be playing and we're gonna be playing some basketball into April. I think. I I completely agree. I mean, look at tonight. Moss was 0 for 4 on field goals again. This is the second game in a row he's been non-existent. He saved us the two games before that. And look how we fared. Yeah, well, I mean, it helps. So first half, Wieskamp goes 4 for 4 on threes. Uh, I don't know what his percentage is now after that game, but going into the game, he was shooting 43% from three, and Moss was leading the league in three-point percentage at like 46%. So And Bohannon, he's a sniper from the outside, so... We have the guys that can knock it down from beyond the arc at any point in time. And then you have guys like Cook, Creener, and Garza banging around on the inside. So defenses don't really, like, you can't just shut Iowa down inside, and you can't just guard our three-point shooters. We have some place that we can score consistently at all areas of the floor. That's huge. That is huge. All right, so the Hawk, what was that? I got a question for you guys. Does any, do either of you... Want to make a wager? Well, I, need, what... I need to know what it is first. Okay. So Iowa plays one game between now and when we have our next podcast. We play 12 and 10 Northwestern on Sunday at 530. We each pick the score of the game, and whoever is farthest away shotguns a beer on the next podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. I like it. All right. So are we doing like a total points? Yeah, no, no, no. It's just like so. You say Iowa wins, so I say Iowa wins, seventy-five to sixty-three. And then whoever, first of all, you're eliminated if Iowa loses, and you choose Iowa to win. So Sammy and Austin both choose Iowa to win, and I am two points closer than him. Austin Shockers. Two points closer, but like on total points or for which team? Because like you know. We'll figure that out. Whatever. Well, Somebody... I th- I th- we need to have the specifics before we make Whatever. the bet. No. How about, is shotgun how, and one beer gonna kill okay, you? How about how about for sake the bet, it's margin of victory. Okay, margin of victory, because we're not gonna lose that game, that's true. Okay. Okay. So if, Luke, if, are you in or out? How so, about the So we're just we're just choosing looping. margin of victory? Yes, yes. Margin of victory. Pick By Iowa. Yes. If Iowa loses, well, nobody I mean, does it. you could bet against Iowa if you wanted to, but that'd just be that just make you a cocksucker. Right. So okay, the losing two shotgun. I'm right. fine with that. I'm fine with that. Luke, are you in or out? I'm in. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll start with the, Austin The beer Myers. of choice will also be a 12-ounce bush, bush light. light. Of yes. course. Just, yeah. Okay. The official sponsor of the Hawkeye oh. Tailgate Report. Uh, we'll go alphabetical order. So Austin, me, Luke. All right. Um, obviously, Iowa at home against a shitty Northwestern team. I'm going to say Iowa by 18. Okay. Do you want to put a score on that or no? Uh, fuck. Now I got to do actual math to figure out the eighteen point spread, though. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say Iowa by eighteen. That way, I don't embarrass myself doing okay. actual math. I, Joey Myers, will go Iowa by ten, and we will say eighty-one to seventy-one. Picked an easy number. The yes, I did. The <laughs> the Carver crowd is into it. The team is good. The students loved the Michigan State or the Michigan court storming, and I think that everybody will be back on Sunday at five thirty. So that's my mind right there, Luke. Uh, I'm hmm. I'm gonna say seventy nine to seventy three. 
six. Wow. Yep. So close one. I'm well. I mean, Northwestern's always a pesky little shit for yep. Iowa. And, normally, and, normally when they play us tight, it's at Northwestern. We're, though we're going by um, prices right rules. So if it's closer than ten, Luke wins. Right. Yeah. Wait, so no. If if it's nine point game, you win because I I was too far away. We're doing it that way because you don't want to. Joey, Price is right rules. It's closest without. Yes, going I know, over. but but you wouldn't want to do it the other way because. What do you, you just, want Iowa to win by more? Yeah, but it's just whoever is closest. Is all it has to be. That's what this. Yes, but theoretically speaking, Luke could choose five, and I could choose ten, and there could be a middle. So if it's closer than ten, well then everybody shotguns. The wins. Yeah, then everybody shotguns. I like where your head's at, Austin. Win-win-win situation. All right, we got to move on from here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing. It it doesn't matter if there's a tie, everybody drinks. Yeah, that's fine. Alrighty. All right. Whatever. Okay, so moving on here, we'll move. Actually, just touch on the women's game tonight because they beat a very good Michigan State team, a ranked Michigan State team on the or at home. And uh, Gustafson, don't know if you saw, had yeah, four, forty-one and fourteen again tonight. The yeah. she is just an absolute star. There's no denying her. She's going to be an All-American. She's going to be first-team All-Big Ten. She should be National Player of the Year. Although I don't know if you saw, but Jay Billis didn't. That was ha- a disgrace. Didn't have her in her t- his top ten women basketball players right now. Jay I'm Billis not- should be fired because of that, and he should be damn ashamed. Yeah, that is absolutely shameful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, Iowa women are an absolutely different team when they play at home. They are 12-0 and this year inside of Carver-Hawkeye Arena. They've just been kicking ass. Megan Gustafson, uh, as we've said before, we'll say it again, she absolutely kicks ass, 41-14. and She leads the nation in scoring. I believe she's averaging like 26 points something a game. You can uh, check my math to be certain on that. Uh, she's... Like she has a double, like a double double is pretty much guaranteed for every single night. Uh, I don't know what more there is to say about her except for she fucking rocks. She, she's an absolute star, Jay Billis. You are an absolute. I used to like you, but you are a fool. You are an absolute fool. You better start paying fucking attention to her because she's gonna make you eat your words, Mister Billis. You absolute fool. But. So the Hawkeye women keep... It's been a good night for the Hawkeyes. It's been a great week for the Hawkeyes. The women lost a game last weekend. But all in all, we beat Michigan. We beat Indiana. We whooped the shit out of Michigan State on the basketball court for the women. Iowa beats Nebraska in yet another thing. And that's where we move on here for our next topic. Austin DeSanto is an absolute freaking animal. I'm not sure if you saw If you haven't yet, I'm sure you can find the clip on Google or YouTube or Twitter somewhere. Against the number or number seven Nebraska, is that right? I think they were ranked number seven. He had his man, and Iowa was going to win the meet. He lifted him up in the air right by his ass, and then he went over to the Nebraska crowd. He gave him a thumbs up before he threw him to the ground and put him down. Oh, my God. It was electric. The, the video clip is amazing, and it was just great to see. Iowa has that attitude again on the mats. They're it's gonna be it's gonna be such a fun spring for Hawkeye Sports just all around. Austin DeSanto, he keep cocking off, man. I'm here for it. Yeah, he is one of the absolute most cocky motherfuckers that has ever lived. Uh so don't get I fucking loved what he did in that, because fuck Nebraska. Uh we kick your ass in every sport, that's how it's always gonna be. So they can go suck a fatty. 
But uh, hey, I got a Nebraska joke really quick. Does anybody want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. What's the difference between a Nebraska cheerleader and a catfish? I, I believe I know where this one's going, but is it similar to an Iowa State cheerleader? Yeah, they're they're basically the same. Okay. <laughs> one has whiskers that smells like fish, and the other one's a catfish. Haha! Oh. <laughs> but boom, roasted. Good one. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, uh, he's a cocky motherfucker. I loved it though. Uh, apparently, the university is uh, not taking as kindly though because they suspended him uh, for their next meet, which is whatever I was. Whoever they're playing or not playing wrestling doesn't pose a huge threat. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, hopefully moving forward, I like his antics because it gets everybody going, but also he has lost Iowa three team points so far uh, this season. So uh, um, so hopefully he can uh, keep his thoughts in check so that way we don't lose po- team points in a big situation. Screw that. You go cock off. You you, I, okay? Maybe not in big situations, but when you're playing Nebraska or Iowa State, you go do what you freaking want. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but the one game suspension, one match suspension's bullshit. But Hawkeye wrestling team remains undefeated. They just keep rolling right now. Uh, Big Ten's a powerhouse in wrestling. If you don't know, Penn State number one, Ohio State number two, and Iowa at number. Three or four, either way, that's just run by the Big Ten. But moving on, we're going to even talk about a little football here on this podcast today. And I'm going to say it, one of the more exciting exciting signings I can remember a Hawkeye team getting, and uh, that is their new punter, the transfer from Arizona State, uh, coming from, I think uh, here, I, 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 I wrote down a stat earlier today that I found, and it came from uh, Scott Docterman or Doc Docterman, he's an Iowa writer, I believe. And uh it says after a horrendous two thousand and eighteen season, the the needed at upgrade at punter, uh the Hawkeyes finished one hundred eighteenth in punting with thirty seven point nine yards per un, per punt. And grad transfer Michael Sleep Dalton, the kid from Arizona State, ranked sixteenth nationally last year. He had ten fifty plus punt fifty yard punts and Iowa had zero. So yeah. that is an absolutely electric signing by the Hawkeyes. It's kind of sad when, what, like after signing day and everything is over, that the thing that you get most excited about is a graduate transfer punter. But, like, that's the best thing that could have happened to this Iowa program. Colton Rastetter, has, he was just fucking miserable last year. So I'm hoping that this guy can uh, be similar to, uh, to what Ron Kaluzi was a couple mm. years ago. I love Ron. Yeah. I mean, obviously, punting is not the sexiest part of the game, but also it can win you games if you're, especially in Big Ten play where a lot of the games come down to field position type deals. If you can pin an opponent inside the 10 yard line a couple times in a game, that can be the difference between winning and losing. So that's a big time addition for the Iowa pro- football program. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, watching Rasser the last couple seasons. I mean, I'm I'm not I, – I say this as a fan. I've never played football in my life. I'm pretty sure I could go out there and kick it about as far as he has. Does anybody disagree? No. It's been bad. And especially because, like, half of the distance that he's been getting on his punts, have just, he's, like, been relying on the bounce. The bounce. Ball. It's all in the bounce. Yeah. 
But in the second half of the season this year, teams realized, oh, wait, he's just trying to kick it like 20 yards down the field and then hope it rolls another 15, so we're just going to move up and catch it before it can roll. The only good thing about that is that it's much more likely to hit somebody on the other team if it only goes a short distance because they're closer to you. Yeah, that's not a spin That doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, it's not a great But, yeah, Austin, you mentioned it. Special teams can win you games. Like the Michigan game in uh, 2016 – when they were number three undefeated, Ron Caluzzi, his foot single-handedly kept us in that game. He had yeah. so many key punts in that game that just kept switching field position. And, like, that's the effect it can have. And I, when I saw he, this kid was transferring to the to Iowa to punt, he, uh, I, I tweeted something like, uh, uh, thank God this rugby punt bullshit's gone or something like that along those lines. And somebody tweeted at me and seriously started defending the rugby punt. Oh my god! Well, that's just a, that's just a they, wrong opinion. They must be a rugby punter themselves. <laughs> it's just the worst thing I've ever seen. I cannot see anybody effectively doing that. Yeah, no, it just sucks. It sucks. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it really. I mean, it's yeah, it's just bad. But one more football thing to touch on here before we get to our lone segment is. Uh, a couple of Hawkeyes coming home, Super Bowl champions, uh, James Ferentz and Adrian Claiborne. Adrian Claiborne, of course, an Iowa legend. And I don't know if you guys saw a picture after the game, after the Super Bowl was over, and it was of Kirk and Adrian together, and they were like kind of embracing and looking at each other and smiling and just kind of made my heart melt a little bit because I'm the biggest Kirk Ferentz fan there is. He can basically no, do – what? I said, no, you're not. Uh, I'm a pretty big that- fan. Oh, Joey, shut the hell off. I, I'm a Kirk, Kirk Ferentz apologist. He, but no, that picture was just awesome to see. It shows he cares. And I mean, if you're a recruit looking at schools, and you, I mean, you see a picture like that. When I mean, and all these professional, former uh, football or current NFL players, former Hawkeyes coming back in the off season and training at Iowa with Ferentz and uh, Coach Doyle. I mean. That that would have to be a big thing, like if you're a recruit, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, not to nothing like obviously Kirk is awesome, and that picture of him and Claiborne after the Super Bowl is great. But let's not like lose like the fact that like his son was also playing in the game, so like that's probably why he was there. But yeah, um, I think it, like for me, if I were to be like a recruit, like I'd want to go someplace where like the people like actually care about like me as a person instead of just my product on the field. So I think, yeah, I think that would be a selling point, but I don't know. I obviously was never a division one football player, so I don't really know how their thought processes always go. Quite obviously. (laughs) Okay. Come on. You don't have to rub it in. Joey got anything? Um, can we, can I do one more basketball thing before we go? Yeah. All right, I would like both of you guys to pull out your phones right now. Yep. Are we 18 and 5? Oh, baby. Oh, I think I I need new shorts now. Get up the schedule. Oh, uh, yes. Talk dirty. I'll go first, okay? Oh, yeah. All right, Northwestern win. Rutgers at home. That's a tough game because Rutgers at home, everybody knows they play tough. Rutgers at Rutgers? For whatever reason. I'm still counting that as a win. So 20 and 5. Maryland at Carver, 21 and 5. Indiana at Carver, 22 and 5. At Ohio State, 23 and 5. Rutgers at Carver, 24 and 5. At the Kohl Center, 24 and 6. 
at Nebraska. <laughs> 25 and 6, your Iowa Hawkeyes. We're losing one more, and that's at the Kohl Center. That place is tough. Yeah. I Austin, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, so against Northwestern, win. At Rutgers, win. Maryland at Carver, win. Indiana at Carver, win. <laughs> Iowa at Ohio State. Uh, I could see us losing that game. Yeah. I don't know. But Ohio State's actually been playing some pretty terrible basketball this year, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that's a win. Rutgers at Iowa win. You know, fuck it. I'm just going to say we're going to win out. Yeah. 26 and 5. I, yeah, I'm a... 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 games left. 26 and 5. And there's a real chance if they win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament that they could have 27 or 28 wins. That would be... That'd be awesome. When's that happen last? Uh, I think their best season ever was tw- twenty five. Don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, the year they made it to the NIT championship game, uh, they had twenty five or twenty six wins. Hmm. That's so that was our best season right, ever so in terms of win total. But so like, I wouldn't consider that their best season ever. So yeah. let's hear that, Luke. Ah. Uh, Fuck it. We're going to win the whole goddamn thing. We're going to run through the Big Ten tournament. And we're going to get a top three seed in Des Moines come mid-March. So, but... You got me going a little bit. Yeah, I know. I'm all hyped up. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Like, I know <clears throat> I was usually good for a stinker somewhere in their schedule. Yeah. Uh, maybe at Rutgers or home Indiana. We're going to beat Wisconsin this time. We are better than Wisconsin. There's not a doubt in my mind. But I really want to win that Maryland game. Do you remember that game last year? The officiating was so bad, and there was that one guy who's still there. It's uh, some French name. I oui, oui. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, uh, God, I let me let me see if I can find his name quick. But this guy absolutely drives me insane. He he's so ignorant, and like he last night when they were playing Nebraska, he dunked and then stepped over or stepped on the guy and then stepped over him. Oh, Bruno Fernando. Ugh. Oh, I just want to beat Maryland. That's that's one Yo, game I'm looking forward to. And honestly, I just tried to forget all of last season because it was such a yeah. snoozer. I so. stopped paying attention. We'll be honest. But anyway, on to our only segment that we have on this show: <laughs> Space Cowboy, Austin's cousin. Let's go. All right, he's got some good content this week. So uh, fasten your seatbelts, everybody. All right. <laughs> He may actually want to change the uh, name of the segment because in his text to me today, he titled it by Thoughts from Space. So I have to get back to him on what we actually want to name it. But here we go. Thoughts from Space. I love how Garza is that guy. Every other Big Ten fan hates when they play Iowa. He's slow, ugly, but gets the damn job done. The kind of guy who gets friend-zoned immediately, then ends up with a 10 for a wife. Well, those other thoughts sit there and listen or listen to Skater Boy. Iowa is that 10, and those other thoughts are the rest of the Big Ten. <laughs> Kreener <laughs> is so unpredictable, and I love it. Seems to play his best ball under pressure. <laughs> the love child of Gollum and the BFG is going to be huge, as Iowa has all but said. We're going to post up bitches, and we're going to rebound. Stop us. 
I'm not touching that ceiling question because of Northwestern State causing me trust issues still today. Did I not say that DeSanto was a bad motherfucker last week before this? I love that Big Stones hold my fucking dick move. Every single part of it. There's not a wrestler in the Big Ten who wouldn't do that in retaliation because wrestlers are crazy and that's the shit that happens in a rivalry. Wait, is Nebraska actually a rival if we beat the piss out of them and everything? Okay, that's the stuff that happens in a competition against the inferior team. Final thoughts. Tom Brady sold his soul. I can't express that enough. Only explanation for an ugly, slow, mediocre athlete to marry a supermodel and win six goddamn Super Bowls. And Megan G is still leading the nation in points per game while also being second nationally in field goal percentage. Let that sink in. Woof. (laughs) All right, Hawkeye fans. There you have it from Space Cowboy. We will be back next week, better than ever, after a couple more Iowa wins, men's and women's side in wrestling. And uh, just remember, go Hawks. Yeah, uh, drop the Twitter names in here. Uh, at go underscore Hawks is Hawkeye Tailgate Reports uh, Twitter page. Mine's at Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is at Joe Mama two one nine six. Austin still does not have a Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and Podbean. But as Joey said, thanks for listening. It's a Hawkeye State. Ann Arbor's a whore. Bloomington sucks. And go Hawks. Mm-hmm.